hey everybody welcome back to the breakdown my name is john helmiston i'm your host as always join sitting across from me the good vicar oh we're break no boss man it's getting worse as you go knickknack easy (laughs) easy you got to be a nephew or a niece for that one buddy you got to be a nephew or a niece or another pastor's kid well that's true too that's all all the little refers to me or to you is all the little ones man it's knickknack and you know who to thank for that right my wife every kid that even like starts to talk and they wreck yeah what do you call knickknack knickknack you know where it comes from have you heard the story Uh -uh. my grandpa used to call me knickknack oh really that's where it came from and so i didn't want oh yeah yeah, there you go i didn't want anybody calling me that because only my grandpa called me knickknack and then my wife's like yeah don't worry about your family tradition here we go right i'm sure that's what she thought call her and see (laughs) no (laughs) When I think of Ashton, I think of, you know, this super vengeful person, you know. You know, I'm, I'm glad that you're finally coming around careful, and seeing true careful. colors. Listen, right out of the block. <laughs> She's probably already mad. She's like, where's the podcast? It's incredible the amount of people that have gotten really, really upset. Yeah. Like, like last week, we didn't record until Wednesday morning because <sighs> I took Tuesday off. So we normally record on Tuesday. And so I had people that were like, I had a really long car drive that I was ready to listen to the podcast, but someone can't do their job. And I was like, easy, easy. Yeah, we're not content creators over here. We're not like trying to be Insta famous. Like we're doing a podcast. What is that what you're going for? Okay. All right. I see how it is. Um, well, hey, if you're new to the podcast, um, <laughs> welcome. This is the normal craziness that happens each and every week. We uh, we probably are going to have some new people this week. Oh, thank you for bringing some greenery. Some greenery. You. If you're only listening, you didn't see it, but if you're Listen, watching. If you've never watched the podcast, I highly <laughs> encourage you, just one time, if you think listening to the podcast is crazy. There's a whole nother layer. There is a layer of visuals when you add Nick and I mm. when you're watching. It's crazy. But we probably do have some new people. Last week, uh, we teased. Yeah, what was this about? Something new. Yeah, what was that? Sunday online, we really teased. Even more? Even more. So later on. I don't know if I know what it is. You know exactly what it is. I'm like, I'm. what they say is keep me out of the weeds. Yeah. So I never know what's going on. (laughs) Weeds. Pluralize that. You can't say I bring weed. That's a totally (laughs) different context. (laughs) Staying out of the weeds. And I'm staying out of the weed. Yeah. Just so you know. Above reproach, maybe. Full circle. Uh, but we'll talk about that later on in the podcast. If you are new, uh, each and every week, uh, Pastor Nick and I sit down and kind of just turn the mics on, turn the cameras on and record. Yeah, and just whatever go. Whatever happens, we don't really, we trim like the front and end off and that's really about it. The rest of it is what it is. So yeah. it could be 30 minutes. It could be two And hours. we have no idea. We don't. We don't. All I have is my notes from Sunday, the Same. Bible. And a brain that works oh, a quarter of the time. There we go. So, but uh, so Sunday, yes, uh, Sunday you preached, which is kind of the norm around. <laughs> kind of the norm around here. I got another compliment yesterday when you preached. They were like, I mentioned something that when you were preaching, I was gone, and they were like, oh, and he just did such a great job. How so, much of that do you get when you preach? Never, <laughs> never, not at all. Oh, that's the fun thing. Like the last couple times that. Sean has preached. Yep. They they will applaud at the end of service. They clap. I try to I try to end service in a way that there's not an opportunity for it. So not <laughs> like how do you how do you applaud that? Yeah, what is quick. going on? I've never been applauded after a sermon. Challenge accepted. I'm gonna do it right in the middle. Just no. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna start the slow <laughs> clap with it. Be like, is he getting ready to go win a championship game? What are we doing? Is this halftime? Uh, so Sunday you preached on Revelation seven. So we're continuing. Yeah, Revelation. Letter and, to Patmos. Uh, so from Patmos. For, <laughs> I said to Patmos. To Letter Patmos. from from, from Patmos. Patmos. Uh, so you did the Great Multitude, which is now, now, now we're in it. Oh, it's getting now. Yeah, you got the 144 sealed up. You got yep. the Great Multitude. We got because the Great Multitude, they're all they were all killed. Thank you. I was wondering how you were gonna you just, gonna just say it like it is. They're, they're like, all dead. They're all gone. Yeah, they've, they've all, all lost their life. They've all been away. killed. Yeah. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. I mean, yeah, so they, this is a great multitude that no one could number. They were killed for their faith. Boom. There we go. 
So uh, just a couple things I think that are helpful to yeah. recap. Again, you don't have to watch the sermon. If you do, great. If you want to go back and watch it, we'll link it in the video description. Uh, or not the, the video and or <laughs> podcast description. Yeah. Um, but this is just kind of a bonus. Um, and so chapter seven is a parenthetical chapter. Well, look at you, buddy. I pay attention. I pay attention. You're taking um, notes. Take so a correct note. me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, keep going. You got it. We, we, we kind of take a pause yep. from six. So, so we did, we did churches Yep. and then kind of shifted mm -hmm. to the throne room Yep. Uh, in five and six. Yep. And then we. Or four and five is in the throne room. Sorry, six five, is six, the. That's right. And then Six. now we're we're taking a pause to fill in the blanks. Yeah, there you go. Said. Yeah, so yeah, we're not moving chronology forward. Of yes, okay. At this point, we're just like, hey, we're at this spot. Let's stop and let me like John's almost like, I need to fill you in on some other things that have been going on in this time, yep. but. You know, he was in a train of thought like, hey, there's these he's in the throne room. There's the scroll. It's sealed with seven seals. Who can open it? The lamb takes it and he begins to open them. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a thought there. There's a, a train of thought that is going on and he's teaching us. What is this? What does this mean? What's going on? And then for some reason, John's saying before that seventh seal, which when you open the seventh seal, that's the trumpets. Mm -hmm like those Russian dolls that fit within each other. It's that kind of mentality. So it's almost like he's saying, hey, here's a good pause before we get into the next wave, uh, which are the trumpets of God's wrath. Let's, let's pause here. Let's fill in the blanks. And I'm glad that he does because it's actually a great chapter. Mm -hmm. Because if you're so focused on God's wrath and what he's doing through the first six seals and fourth of the population is gone and the four horsemen and, and all of this, like it could get pretty doom and gloom. And it's yeah. just like, well, if that's all it is, why doesn't God just just destroy it all real quick? Well, right here, yeah. Like yeah. if there is no salvation, if there's no hope, if there is no mercy, then like, then you could almost attack God's character in a sense and say, is he doing his wrath in this like weird waved orchestrated thing to like, just to make it worse? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like that age old question. If you fell into a wood chipper head first or feet first. Exactly, because you want it Definitely done and quick. Yeah. Like, and so it's almost, it makes it feel like God's causing these people to go through the wood chipper feet first so they feel every aspect of it. And it's almost like, all right, we're going to take, you know, toe to thigh, thigh to midsection, and then we'll take out the rest. And it's like, what's he doing there? Well, you said that on Sunday, yeah. and, I, and I appreciated that because it's, it's the second thing that I wrote in my notes Okay. If we don't stop and take a break, we might have a different view of God only focusing on his wrath from chapter six. Yeah. So almost like we and it's funny because we already naturally do this where we 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 tend to pull out the attributes of God yeah. that we want to focus on. And so it's like, oh, we want the gracious God. We want the peaceful God. We want the loving God. And then we get to Revelation. It's like, we almost forget all yeah. of those things. And it's I don't like, want that God. All we think about in Revelation is the wrathful God. Yeah. You know, like he's doom and gloom. He's killing people left and right. And Which is crazy that we do that because we do. Like, and I'm guilty of that at times. Like, I have to remind myself, like, uh, again, who God has revealed himself to be to us. Uh, but then at the same time, one of the biggest questions we have in Christianity is about the problem of evil. <laughs> Like, why doesn't God do anything for all the evil that is going on in the world? And it's like, oh, hey, remember those attributes of God that you don't want to study? Remember that whole book of the Bible that you are scared of? Could that possibly have the answer that you're looking for? No, not at all. I'll just keep reading John over and over and over and over again. So the great multitude in seven, um, who, the big question, who are the 144,000? Yeah. Sealed Jewish servants. Yeah. Um, will continue God's work on earth during the tribulation. Yep. Um, and I loved how you even, um, sorry, one more thing. No, you're fine. Yeah, uh, you're good. Reading they're notes. sealed from God's wrath being poured out. Mm -hmm. So they will, they will experience, uh, they will, they will persevere through the wrath, but they won't personally experience they the things that are happening to gonna them. Exist they're going to exist. The they're going to witness yep. it. They're going to see it, hear it, but they won't personally be, you know, uh, partakers of it it won't be poured out on them and the what i left sunday very frustrated <laughs> um, was you made something very uh from an apologetics kind of standpoint uh, -huh. uh very simple and i'd never thought of uh when you were talking about 
you know, kind of confronting, you know, because there's certain sects of Christianity or cults or other mm-hmm. religions uh, that would like to take on uh, were the 144,000, yep. you know, or whatever. And so when you did, you know, you kind of got to the point where you built up. It's like it's it's Islam and it's Christianity. And it's like really the only question you have to ask somebody in Islam is like, oh, well, what tribe are you from? Because yeah. they're the tw- and it's like. Why have I never thought like that's such a simple like such yeah. a simple contextualized question? Yeah, there and that's what's crazy. And 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 broadly, one of the reasons I wanted to go through Revelation is because of how much it's used within the cults of Christianity, which is hard because we still get kind of boxed in with them through the whole of Christianity. So like if you Wikipedia, how many, how big is Christianity? And you see that like two and a half billion number, like they're counting the cults of Christianity. And, and some people would find that very harsh. Like, Oh, are you going to call other people cult? And it's like, if you attack the person of Jesus, his divinity or his humanity, you attack the word of God, you attack, you know, what salvation is like, yeah, you're cults. I mean, that's the definition of it. And so there are cults of Christianity and a lot of them use revelation and they want to, Oh, this is what it means. They bring this like big, like I was trying to read through even what David Koresh Mm -hmm. down in Waco, Texas with the branch Davidians, which were a sect uh, of seventh day Adventists. That's where they kind of came out of. So there was already some skewing of theology there that would be, uh, definitely different than, uh, w- what I was trained up in. And, and then he took it to even to a whole nother level. I was trying to read through, uh, you can find it online, his teaching of the seven seals. And it was just like, I couldn't even track it, which is crazy. Cause I'm reading it. And I couldn't even track it. And I know he was, he honestly was a great dynamic speaker, everything that you hear about. Um, but just to try to follow some of the thought and like, where did he get this? And it's, and that's, what's hard. You have to like throw out normative hermeneutics and interpretation of scripture. And, and he's, you know, that's the massive, massive danger that we were talking about a couple of times ago, I said, Jesus, where you're reading into the text, what you want it to be. And so he was heavily doing that and then making some connections. It was like, you know, it is cool when you see parts of the Bible that are connected, oh, here to there, but he was making some connections. It's like, that's, that's grossly misused. And so, so when you walk through revelation and, and you're seeing, and this is one of the points where we see a bunch of cults of Christianity use who are the 144,000, you know, and, 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 you know, honestly, when you're up on stage and you, you're able to look out and you, you know, you find the people sleeping, you find the ones talking and, and, but then you also see the ones that are like, Ooh, I never knew that. Like you see that look upon them. So yeah, if you're sleeping or talking, I, I can see that. Don't think that I, yeah. So <laughs> there you go. Yes. Um, and so, you know, like, so we walked through like Jehovah witnesses would believe that the 144,000 are anointed to go to heaven that only 144,000 are going to go to heaven. And if you're not one of those, but still uh, within their terms, a believer uh, in God within their definition of, of Christianity, then you would go to just a paradise like earth. And if you're a non-believer, you're just annihilated. There's no more existence for you. You know, and you can go to the JW.org yeah. website and and read through that. And again, that I think sometimes is the harder thing to defend um, because they just kind of have their own version of the Bible. It's really, and if you're not careful, it's really easy because mm-hmm. it's not, it's not too, it's far, not off. too far off. It's a little thing. So like take John 1, 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. They would have the same John 1, 1. The only thing that would be different would be in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was a God. Mm. And so just in that simple, that's how they, they take the divinity and the person of Jesus down. No, he was, he was a God, but he wasn't the God. So technically they'd be polytheist. They would believe in many gods because we believe that Jesus is God and God, the father, there's three in oneness. They wouldn't believe in a Trinity like that. They would put Jesus as a God. He would just be a lesser God. And so God the Father would be, is a totally separate God. So they would technically be polytheist. Oh, so they, they're three distinct gods. They, 
Yeah. So and, God is God, Jesus it, is God. It, yes, and there wouldn't be, yeah, God oh. the Father, God, and there wouldn't be equality between so Jesus a and Father. No, no. Nope. Three very distinct. Yep. Interesting. That yeah. And so, and so there's this little, little things like that. And, and you can do your history. Like, so we're, I mean, I know it sounds, we're being very judgmental, but we're just speaking the truth and what's in accordance to reality, right? This is real. Um, you know, you have to look at, there was a four or five men that developed the Jehovah witness version of scripture mm-hmm. and not one of them. Had, only one of them had an education past high school. Mm. Not one of them had a Bible degree. None of them had any kind of training in ancient languages. Let it be Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic. Like so, there, this some there there was there was nothing to that effect. And and then you go even a step further and like their the Watchtower magazine that they throw out there. You know they would put that on the same scope of the. Um, as scripture. And so like when they write that and, the uh, and as they're teaching and cha- yeah, they're, they're saying, yeah, th- that's equality to the word of God and they approach it the same way. And so, so it's, you know, we have to walk through that cause there's, you know, and not that Jehovah witnesses are horrible people. You know, we just think very different theologically. We actually had a neighbor when I lived, lived in Phoenix, Arizona. I don't know if you ever knew that. So I lived in Phoenix. We had a neighbor that was Jehovah Witness and they were a wonderful family. They had two sons. Used to hang out with them all the time. She would babysit us. We even went to church with them. To which my, really? Yeah. To which my, I was like first and second grade, but I do remember it. Interesting. Right. And my grandparents who lived back in Kansas were like super like, don't let them go to the Jehovah Witness Church. Da, da, da. Whatever you do. Yeah. And they called, you know, it's some of the, I mean, we remembered some of the Bible stories from when we went to church with grandma and grandpa at the little Baptist church. And so, you know, and they, you know, we were brother Nick and brother Bo, cause that's yeah, what that's they call cool. everybody. And so even as a young kid, yeah. Okay. Brother Jerome. And then, <laughs> so we remember going and, you know, they were wonderful people. So I never want to like villainize them. We just theologically do not, there's very little harmony in that, you know, because of the attack of Jesus. And so, you know, understanding their understanding 144,000, and then you go to Mormons and, and with all the other theological issues we have, they would believe those are just kingdom. They would believe those are just kingdom priests. And then you go to Islam. Those are the number of people that followed Muhammad. And then the really crazy Russian group, I, I don't even know how to pronounce the name, but they, uh, what did I say Sunday? They modify their bodies oh, to yeah. fight against lust or whatever. Yeah, they, they're a bunch of eunuchs. The men cut off male genitalia and then they, the women have voluntary mastectomies. Really? Yeah. And they would believe that once their, their, let's call it what it is, their cult reaches 144,000, they would say that's the fullness of their movement and then, and then the end will come. Which just like, and we keep going back to it, but it, it, it's just another reason in addition, counterfeits look so convincing. Yeah. And if you don't know what the real thing is, you know, so we've always used, you know, take currency you know, yeah. for us, the American dollar or, you know, a hundred dollar bill, whatever it is. Like you don't study all the other counterfeits. Yeah. You study the real thing to know every aspect of what is true so that that small shift in wording that small shift in ink or the color, yep. whatever it is, like, oh, I can see that. And and it, far too often it seems like in our our personal Christianity, we we take a much lesser mm-hmm. stance than we do with that. You know, it's yeah. like, well, I, I want to study this specific <coughs> attribute of God or this section of Scripture. And it's like we don't get that full holistic understanding picture, which I said when I preached three weeks ago, like, Revelation is not a book I've touched. Yeah. And, you know, and so I, there was a large lack of understanding. There was a large um, lack of clarity into a fullness of who yeah. God is and all of his attributes and all of his ways, yeah. you know. Um, and I think that's where, you know, for us as followers of Jesus, you know, we talk about like, okay, as good Christians, we need to be, we need to be in the word. You know, and some people, and I've been there myself, you know, okay, I'm reading the Bible every day and all right, what's, what's my next thing? And it's like, actually, yes, we need to be in the word every day, but I would give you like a four step 
kind of approach to the word of God. Like if you really want to be in the word, you know, you need to be reading the word and we're not talking like, I'm going to read a passage. Like we need to engulf some chapters. We need to get through the whole story of redemption. And so we need to be reading the word. And so take in three, four, five chapters. Like now some people would be like, well, how are you going to get into the depth? Okay. Well get through the whole story. So maybe one day you read four or five chapters, do a couple chapters in the morning, read a chapter at lunch, do a couple chapters before you go to bed, like get through the word so you can see the fullness of it. And then we also need to be studying the word. So that's where we're going to take. So if you're reading four or five chapters a day, you know, then they're cutting power out there. <laughs> the lights just went off. Did anything glitch with our recording? The lights just went off again. I don't think so. <laughs> this is the gremlins that we have. So we're going to read the word. And then the next thing would be, okay, so in that four or five chapters, if there's anything that stood out to you, you know, four or five verses, like, okay, study that deeply. Yeah. So maybe Monday I'm reading four or five, six chapters Tuesday. Oh man, that stood out to me. I'm going to go deep there. So we got the wideness of it. We're going to read a lot, but then we're going to take a passage. And we're going to go deep yeah. just in those four or five chapters. Uh, and then, uh, we, then we need to meditate on the word. So it's not just reading, it's not just studying deep, but then it's just like, I just need to go for a walk and it's like, I need to process what I've read. Mm -hmm. Like really chew on it, let it like marinate, you know? It's kind of the difference between ketchup and marinade. Like we don't want to just- soaks in ketchup covers. Yeah, you, you don't want to just like dip this steak in some ketchup, but if you let something marinate really good, like there's the flavor. So meditating on it, you know, it's not an Eastern religion meditation where it's like empty your mind. No, 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 fill your mind with the word of God. So, so maybe one day, like, so maybe Monday you read a bunch and then Monday evening you meditate on it. Tuesday you're going to study deep. And then the last one would be, we need to memorize. So even you know, five, six chapters, no, but take a couple key verses, the entire, the entire <laughs> word perfect, word perfect. Yeah. And so m memorize the Bible. And so like, what's one key verse, you know, it's like an easy place to start. Memorize Romans road, memorize John three sixteen. memorize Ephesians two, eight, nine. Memorize Galatians 2.20. Memorize Philippians 1.6. Memorize, like, we can go through some of those because those are some key, I would call them anchor points to the word. And and we and we need to walk through some of that because like you're saying, uh, we, we need that full view of the redemptive story because what we're kind of talking about, the hardest thing to really fight off isn't when somebody wants to walk up and open up the Book of Mormon or open up the the Quran or any other holy, yeah, somebody walks up. So there was a, a, there was a cult organization in St. Joe, it was a college ministry called the Seven Thunders, right? And they were, uh, it was, they were college ministry of the world, uh, World Mission Society Church of God or something like that. It actually started out of Korea. World Mission Society. Okay. Yeah, World Mission okay. Society. Oh. Something like that, yep. And so they, uh, so the college group, the Seven Thunders, man, they... Um, oh, I've heard Sean talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they would roll up to you. A lot of, they would really go after college kids. Um, they would really look for the ones, like if you were hanging out at the mall or at Walmart by yourself, usually lay, like... They went after kind of the loners a little yeah. bit, um, but even, yeah, exactly. You know, one of those like, Hey, do you want to belong before you really believe? Um, and the hard part with them is, you know, if they knew you were a Christian it's like, Oh, here, let me, they would take your own word. So they're not grabbing a, a Jehovah witness style mistranslated Bible. They're not grabbing a book of Mormon. They're not grabbing the Quran. They're grabbing the same daggum Bible right out of your hand. And they would say things that you would almost like, oh, logically, that almost kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like, why did I never see that? Is my pastor lying to me? Like, what's going on here? And, you know, one of the big things they would ask about is, oh, uh, do, you, do you worship the mother God? Yes. And, and when you hear that at first, you're thinking like, like the mothership and you guys are all you're like, and it's like, well, if there's God, the father and God, the son, then there has to be God, the mother. And I was even showing some of my students. Oh yeah, that's that's one of the that's how they would process it because you can't have I'm a son. Still saying no, like that still doesn't make sense. To <laughs> but me. how can you have a son without a father and a mother? So why would God represent something that is impossible on earth 
because you can't have a son without a father and a mother. So why would God represent something that's impossible on earth? Wouldn't he want to be an exact representation? And that's a way to reveal himself. Because God was never existed. God has always existed. <laughs> I know. Jesus. <laughs> I'm not there? saying I'm one of them. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to convert you over here, guy. I'm just telling you what one of the things that they would say. I, mean, um, I can see, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it would, and when you have somebody that maybe doesn't have that biblical literacy, like, oh, yeah, you know, that makes Never sense. About that. Yeah, that's a difference, you know. And so, it, and that's one of the things that was always scary. I found a couple of videos of theirs that were done in a very like modern, popular, like, it was sleek. It was good looking. And we were, I was showing them to the youth group. I said, here, I want you guys to watch this. And then I said, anybody see any issues with it? No. There was only a few students that were like, something just seems off. But they couldn't pinpoint it. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, like when milk, like everybody knows when milk is good. Everybody knows when milk is really bad. But there's that in, it's, <laughs> it's turning. I had that this week. Did you? I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I so I was some cookies. Yeah. You know, you know you're bad. about four Oreos deep before you're like, I don't. Right? Yeah. Yeah. This is, is this food poisoning yeah. real bad? And some of us would be like, oh no, it's still good. Let's go. You know, others of us would be like, yeah, I can't do that. You know, like some people are like so hardened to the expiration date or the sell by date that anything it's after that. Still yeah. Oh yeah. Still good. You just make some you cheese. Make yeah. And, drink the rest. and so honestly, I just had a few students that were like, Something just seems off. Yeah. You know, it wasn't glaring because it wasn't a, it was a counterfeit. It wasn't a pink 50. Yeah. It was a counterfeit bill. And that's where it was just like, and so then we walked through it and I said, okay, let's, let's open up the verses that they're talking about. Let's give, let's walk through that. And then after that, we watched the video again that's and they're like, oh, like then they could pinpoint it. And it's like, that's how deceptive this is. And and for me, that's like why revelation is so important for us because we want to think, oh, this book is unknowable. It's so crazy. We can't, da, 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 da. and it's like, no, we can. Yeah. Is it, does it take a little bit more work? Yeah. It's three different types of writings, apocalyptic epistle and prophetic. Like there's a lot of movement here. There's different things. But God would not give a word to cause confusion and cause chaos, to cause fear. And that's why from the very beginning we've been saying that the book of Revelation is a book of hope and a book of encouragement. And to even see right here where the 144,000, who they truly are. Because like you were saying, if anybody else says they're a part of the 144, just ask, okay, what tribe are you from? This simple question. You know, yeah, because we're, we're, you know, the Bible tells us there's 12,000 from every tribe. So what tribe are you from then? You know, and how to prove that, which I don't think I said this every service. The only person that can trace his lineage perfectly Jewish. You said it in first because I was in first. Yeah. I think you said it in second. Yeah. Only Jesus can, Mm -hmm. you know, and thank you for Matthew one and Luke chapter three for that. But all of those records were lost obviously through, you know, uh, Jerusalem being destroyed and stuff like that. And so they've, they've tried to pick it up, but they, they also know like, Hey, we can't be totally sure of it, but the only person that can is Jesus. And so then when you get to revelation and it picks back up these 12 tribes, which was a very unique listing of Israel. Um, it's almost showing like God, God is faithful to that. He called them out. He, he is still faithful to his promises. Even my wife, she said this after Sunday, we were home and she, she gives me no slack whatsoever. She was like, I was almost going to tell you that there was kind of a really bad, like the part of the sermon. And I was like, really? Okay. Like, Thanks, sweetie. That's yeah. So nice. Here, now let me tell you about how you wash dishes and do laundry and <laughs> sweep the floor. Let me, no, I'm teasing. And so she's like, you know, I was getting kind of bogged down a little bit in, and all of the, the Jewishness of the 12 tribes and stuff like that. But then when you brought out the significance of that, meaning God's faithful to Israel, and if he can be faithful to Israel, you know, that's a, if, we, if we say that God does not have a plan for Israel, then, then there is promises that he has not fulfilled yet. And if he doesn't have a plan for Israel, then he's done with that, meaning he did not fulfill those promises, then God isn't who he says he is. Character. Which breaks his character. That, and if he does break his character with Israel, it should should cause us to question, 
is there going to be a point that God's going to break his character with us? And then at that point, then it's like, oh, so are we going through the tribulation? Am I even saved? Am I? And it's like, no, God is faithful to it. So even though we're not in this, it defends the character of God and shores up. So what we see God faithful to others, we know God is going to be faithful to us as well, because he is who he says he is. She was like, so it got a little something. And then you said that. And she was like, all right. I was like, okay, that was good. That was Andrew, good. That's there, what, yeah. That's what I needed. There, I, I wasn't even like trying to do that. It wasn't like, hey, let's see how bad it can get. And I'm going to do this like one liner and bring it back. But she was like, that I was felt similar. Like when you like, where are you going you with all this? 11, like you really kind of started peeling. Like you took a hard break. And I was like, okay, this has to resolve <laughs> itself somehow. Yeah. I don't see where. And then it was like. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know where this is. You know where this is going. Um, something else that you said Sunday that I thought uh, was—I don't know—I don't even know the word. Ooh. Um, I felt the same way as I felt when we started Revelation. You said <laughs> Revelation, the Book of Hope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you're not. Oh, so I think I know where you're going. The focus of Revelation uh-huh. is and has always been salvation. Mm. I don't know what you said after that. I'm glad <laughs> it was towards the end. I literally, have, I have one more, one more little I note. Have one more little note that has to go with that. It's the greatest burden placed on us is sin. Think of what, uh, think of what it will feel and be like to have that weight lifted off. Yeah. Us. After that, I have no idea what you said <laughs> because I just started thinking through. Like I don't know that <clears throat> I've ever heard anyone yeah. very clearly, very uh, pinpointedly say the focus of revelation is salvation, yeah. which, you know, we're going to see unpacked, you know, as we walk through even, even the grace within the tribulation mm-hmm. that the Lord seals 144,000, that there is still salvation, that yeah. there are still those that will end up spending eternity in heaven because they've come to a saving knowledge. Like yeah. to, to, to walk, like to really think through that. Like I just got bogged down and stuck in a really good way. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah, because you think about like, so Revelation 1 starts with the revelation of Jesus. Mm -hmm. What was his greatest act? The cross. And so to fully, to give a even more revelation of the person of Jesus, to do that without the context of him as a savior, it would would be a... it would be a mishandling of the person yeah. of Christ, you know? And so to see that even, you know, cause we think of, okay, here's Jesus revelation one. He's, he's this lion. He's got the sword. This is a guy on the white horse coming for war. Absolutely. But anytime in war, when an army is coming in for war, they're also coming in to redeem and restore a people. Like anytime America's got drug into a war, and I'm and I'm going to be very lightly using that analogy. Very broad, broad, yeah, very yeah. It, It's because I I would say from my seat, you know, there are innocent innocent people, and so we stepped into that war because yeah. we're defending. Like every time we get pulled into a skirmish, it's because there is an there's a people that we need to defend. Mm-hmm. And and in that same sense, we see Jesus in that. So yes, he is going on a full assault tack against evil and the, and the evil spiritual forces there are. But at the same time, he's doing that to provide a way of escape for those that are not mm-hmm. with yeah. that side. And so um, he's not just out picking a like Jesus isn't the bully picking a fight. fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there he he is shoring up his events with it and like and that's that question of like where what is God doing with all this evil in the world? And it's like he at the same time that he is bringing an end to it, as Daniel nine would tell us, bringing an end to sin. At the same time, a part of that into sin is through the salvation of a great multitude. 
you know, cause like our lives got brought to an end of sin's control and our life through our salvation in Christ. And so even as Jesus is bringing an end to sin, he's actually doing it in two ways, not just the wrath of God and attacking the evil spiritual forces, but also through the extension of salvation to tribulation saints. And so, um, and that's where when we, so we've already studied the seals and, and the wrath of God that's getting poured out, but it's almost like, as you are watching this, make sure that you see it. Like we talked about, I think last week or the week before we see it through the lens of the cross. Don't read these strictly without the lens of salvation and God's mercy. And that's why for me, I think he's orchestrating it. Um, and through his sovereign control in these waves where he's not just nuking everything and completely decimating because he wants to, uh, you know, those that are going to harden their heart towards God, he's, he's going to go full assault tack and be like, all right, this is, but those that through the events of the tribulation soften their heart to God and, and cry out to him for unto salvation, that's available as well. Because if he just decimates everything, then you, you don't have that, which is, interesting because he wouldn't lose any of his character to, to, to do that. Mm. So for God to bring, like if he wanted to decimate earth, you know, he raptures of the church and only those who have rejected him are left. He would not be outside of his character to, to just decimate that and bring it into us. Universe. For the most part, for the most part. Minus one special family. Yeah. You know, and that always comes up. You know, how could a good loving God just go in and mm-hmm. flood the entire, you know, earth and kill and, and he even wanted, you know, and that's the, now you get into like uh, metaphorical, metaphysical attributes of God and stuff. Because then you get to later with God and Moses and, he, and God tells Moses, I'm going to kill them all off and I'm going to start over with you. Oh, yeah. Instead of keeping the covenant with Abraham, I'm going to kill off these people and I'm going to start over with you. Moses pleads. And Moses pleads and says, no, don't do it because then then that would be an attack of your character. And so Moses is defending the character of God. So then you think, well, did did Moses change God's mind? No, God doesn't change. That was said and done to change Moses's heart and mind to defend the character and the nature of God. God knew who he was. He doesn't need Moses to remind him. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right, Moses parted the sea, forgot who I was. Thank you for reminding me, you know, hey, same time next week, we'll do it again. No, that was was to change Moses's heart. And so, yeah, there has been a, a universal flood like that. And, and the part of that covenant was, we're not gonna do that again. So even in that, Yes, it not by waters, but I wonder even if part of that covenant is even not in the full scale all at once widespreadness of it, that I won't do that again. Mm-hmm. And it's coming by fire the second time in the tribulation, yeah. and it's coming in waved fire not where, yeah, it, yeah. so in a sense, like if he would have done it the way he's doing it in Revelation with the flood, it would have been like, all right, I'm going to let it rain 20 days, and I'm going to flood a, third of, a fourth of the earth. Yeah. And let's see who wants to repent and who wants to harden their hearts. And then I'm going to let it rain. And then I'll flood another third of the earth whose hearts are hardened, who's died, who wants to turn to me in salvation. And then I'm going to flood the whole earth, you know? So for him to say, Hey, I'm never going to flood the earth like that again, definitely not by water, but I, I wonder, and I haven't chewed on the thought as much, but even in the manner in which he did it, you know? That no, there's it's going to be waved like that so that his wrath isn't pinpointed, but his mercy is pinpointed more, and that's and that's why I think the parenthetical chapters are so important because we could get bogged down in like the hellfire, brimstone, death, the the things that we normally think of Revelation, but it's like through all of those we have to view all of them as through the lens of the extension of salvation and offer of salvation to him. Oh. Craziness. That's good. Um, there's a there's a little bit of a. Uh, I was talking with Ash, my wife, and we were talking about the seal, and she was bringing up a couple things from Ezekiel, uh, where it's almost like an X on their forehead. That's the ceiling that's going to be on their forehead. And a part of me wonders. What? 
Yeah, I'll have to look. She was reading. She was reading in her study notes because she has a study Bible, and it and it took her to Ezekiel. She was like, "I was reading that because she kind of is like you. She'll get sidetracked on yeah. on sermons on Sunday. Yeah. She's like, I got to go back and listen to that when I got sidetracked and like the Lord. Her and the Lord just had a little Bible study or something. I don't care what you're doing. Yeah, saying, exactly. Like, Lord, like she'll get lost and she, like. <laughs> We'll get done, and she looks up, and she's like, "In Jonah, like, how did you get there? Like, what? Well, I was reading this, and it took me to here to there." She loves those kind of cross references. Sermon was great. Jonah taught me so much about. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? How did you get there? It's always kind of fun. Like, all right, rabbit trail me this. I want to. I want to see how you got there. But she said something there was, and I was thinking through that. I need to look it up and and kind of see where she was reading. But the thought hit me that okay, if they're marked with an X, which in the in the Greek language, the X stands for Christ. I know that. So when you write like Xmas, when people write Xmas, oh, they're just, and they're shortening Christmas, it was, it's actually a Greek abbreviation. And, and so some people lose their mind and they say like, don't take Christ out of Christmas. And it's like, keeping. it's keeping it in there. It's just an abbreviation. Like, calm down. Jesus is big enough for his own abbreviation. But you know, the, the same when you see the, uh, the ichthus, mm-hmm. the fish or whatever, and there's the X on that. It, it's Kai, it's Christ. That's the abbreviation or whatever. And so so they have an X on their forehead. Yeah, I want to know is, if I find that. Yeah, so I, I'm going to look at that. So I'm wondering, is that ceiling saying, like, I'm with Christ? Which our ceiling from the Holy Spirit, same way, like, I'm with Christ. You know, Paul would say, you know, for me is, you know, bearing the marks of Christ, even his, yeah. even his persecution and being beaten and the wounds that he had, those are my marks for Christ, you know. Yeah. So those are, those are the little unique, like, what? Like, you know, I don't know. It's not a salvation issue. If it, if it is or not, I just think about those. Really interesting. Yeah. When she told me that, like my mind just started turning. I was like, Oh, that hamster's running. You're running real fast right now. So, cause that's what I was thinking of was like, is is it an X to using that? Cause it's the Greek language of the day. And and that letter is Kai as an, uh, an acronym to Christ. And it's like, is that the, the mark of Christ upon them? Mm-hmm. And that's that ceiling. <laughs> Just come back up. Come back up. Yeah, I'm sure it's something. Oh, well, because the 144 come back up at the end of tribulation. We'll talk about those guys again in like 14. Um, but yeah, so, so then we jump into the seventh seal, which is the the six trumpets and then we get to the seventh trumpet, which is, and so we'll, and this is where you're going to get some more crazy stuff. You know, we get the little scroll and, and 12 is going to be really fun with the woman and the dragon. And then, and then we get the first and the second beast and the two witnesses. Have you heard theories of the two witnesses? Uh, so in 11, there's the two witnesses who they could be. I don't know specifically. Now it's not my head. Yeah. Like I probably have. Some people want to know like, okay, who's the two witnesses? Because every man's destined to die once, but there's only two people in scripture that have not died. Enoch was taken up and so was Elijah. Mm -hmm. Do they come back? Some people think it's Moses, you know, but then they're killed in the streets and like there's all kinds of, you know, so this is going to be the, this is where it gets like a lot of, yeah, a lot of weird little symbolisms and different things like that. And, and, and so I bring all of that up. Just one, like reading the word of God should be fun. Reading the word should be exciting. Like it should be like, it, it, wow, like what, you know? And I love those moments that happen in scripture. Um, and, and, and through all that, you know, who are they really? Who are they not? What does this mean? We just always have to remember that symbolism, figurative, literal, that this is rooted in a reality that, Uh, There's not going to be one person. So like, let's imagine new heaven, new earth, new Jerusalem, we're with God. It's all done. There's not going to be one person on the, on the good side or the bad side. That's going to look back and say, um, Hey, that didn't make sense right there. What like, we're going to see the full fruition to it. Like it's all going to come to pass might look differently than what we're thinking or knowing, you know? And again, that's where we allow the character of God. We allow the word of God, scripture, interpret scripture. Like we try to take it on that normal grammatical historical hermeneutic, you know, to lead and guide us. But it's like, uh, it'll all make sense, you know? And, and we even see that a little bit like 
with Christ and he comes and he's fulfilling prophecy. And so in the old Testament, like how can he be a lion and a lamb? How can, how can the Messiah uh, from Nazareth, but then he's going to be this and come out of the land of Egypt. Like how are all these, like some of these, like that doesn't make sense. And then you get to the life of Jesus and you see, and it's like, Oh, Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Now I understand why they meant that or why that's why they said, and that's, you know, we have to be in the same, same breath where, where, you know, where if it doesn't make sense, that's okay. But even in those, that's those moments for us to, to continually put our faith and our trust in God, that even when I don't understand this, I understand that you are good. You love me. And the purpose of my life is to glorify you with my life, mm-hmm. you know? And so uh, I think that's the, a great thing as we're walking through revelation to say, Hey, like that, I, cause I said Sunday, I don't know about that seals on the fort. I don't know exactly what that is. And, but God's going to seal them and they're and and that's meaningful yeah. that. And honestly, for me, like that's enough when I can put my head on my pillow and sleep, it doesn't keep me up at night. And it's, and, and so be okay with not knowing every little detail. And that makes revelation so much more fun. I don't know where I heard it, but I heard, <clears throat> Someone said, um, let's see, don't be afraid to sit in the tension of, don't be afraid to sit in the tension of putting your faith in action. Yeah. And I was like, that's so good because so often, and I don't know where it comes from, we feel this obsessant need to have an answer for everything or to have a conclusion or a description, something. We're very black and white, yeah. you know? And so this tension of, I don't have an answer for that. I need to go find an answer. That answer isn't there, is unclear. Well, now I'm making assumptions or I'm reading into scripture. You know, like you would just start adding these things and they're very minute and very small. And the next thing you know, you have a whole cult yeah. belief system built upon. And thing, like, let's use Abraham as an example. He should have just stayed in the tension of understanding. I'm older than dirt. Me and my wife have been married for a long time. Um, I'm sure they procreated and they're not having kids. Mm-hmm. But my stinking name means I'm going to be a father of many nations. Yeah. I mean, even even at Abram to getting renamed Abraham, and it's like, all right, Lord, you keep telling me I'm going to be a father of many nations. I'm getting, I'm getting real old. And like, I don't want to get too descriptive on how old Abraham's getting. We got you. We got, okay, we just want to make sure. Uh, Sarah, she wasn't the youngest girl at the rodeo that, that, that season, you know what I mean? I don't know. Oh, well. They riding donkeys. Yeah, they had donkeys. The pasture. Like camels. So, you know, and, and, and he should have sat in that tension and said, all right, I'm going to wait right here. I'm going to sit in this tension with my faith and my trust in you that who you say I am is more real than who I see in myself. Mm-hmm. But instead, he didn't want to sit in the tension and he go gets the old young Egyptian Hagar, you know, and 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 I think they both fail. Sarah fails because she kind of starts in that. She starts that. And Abraham failed just like Adam fell. And he just sat back. Oh, my wife's going to give me the, the young Egyptian, the smoking hot little little mamacita. Sure. You know, he should have been like, Sarah, no, yeah. we're sitting in the tension. That if I'm God will into like, if, if this is what the Lord said, yes, then this is what he. This has to be what he wants me to do. Yes, exactly. And so it's like if he if he he renamed both of us to to match what he saw in us. Now when we look in the mirror, which I probably didn't have them either, you know, and we only see us getting older, it's like it, every day that click ticks away, clicks on, whatever you want to say, every day that passes, we know that's just gonna be a little addedness of how great this miracle is gonna be. Mm-hmm. Just wait in the tension of it. And and I think in any book that we study, you know, it's not just revelation. And we had parts in Matthew that was like, what's that mean? That's going to be a hard one. We're going to have to sit in the tension, you know, read Romans, sit in the tension, buddy. There's some tension, like any of it is, and we have to be okay with that. And because the tension causes us to be, uh, keep responding to him in faith Mm -hmm. where at times we could, make our, uh, 
where we have to have all the answers and it's tied up in a nice pretty bow, that can become our idol. Yeah. Where it's like, no, I have to understand all this stuff. Yeah, and it's like, could there be, yeah, could, yeah. It, could it possibly be that God is keeping you from a, a deeper understanding of it because that'll be an idol to you? Because you'd rather know more ab- about the word than, than you know mm-hmm. having a relationship with the living word, Jesus. Not having all the answers keeps you yeah. digging into there it is yeah. oh. because that's what he wants. He wants you to just keep digging, not digging for all the night. Just keep digging. Just keep walking with me. Well, how far do we got to walk? Step at a time. Dude. Just one step at a time. Well, when do we get there? I'll let you know. So what do I do next? Take a step. The OCD it, control freaking me. It's just like, just saying that. Yeah. Uh. See, I think it's awesome. Like, so me and my wife are obviously vastly different. Like if I came home today from work and I roll into the house open up the door and there's just two suitcases and she's like, turn right around, get in the car. We're going on a trip. Where are we going? I'm not telling you. Would we pack? I'm not telling you. That would be stinking awesome. See, I would be okay with that because I love road trips and driving. Okay. I'm going to play 20 questions in the car. Like, oh no. Time. Like, I, I would want to experience it. Like I wouldn't even want to like, if we went to the airport, I don't even want to know, like, like put headphones on me gouge my eyes out. I don't want to accidentally see where we're going. Like, I don't want to see until we're like, we're landing. Is there snow? Is there water? Maybe I just is wanna, there, I, you I know, I guess I could just cause I want to get away so bad. Mm-hmm. You know, just be like, oh. <laughs> like this yeah. sounds great. Like I, I did that one time to Ash. I, I, it was in student ministry. So I had a couple of the girls. I was like, Hey, um, will one of you guys babysit? Yeah, absolutely. Cause I told him what I wanted to do. I'm surprised for a day. Will one of you guys babysit? Yep. We'll be there at five, whatever. I said, all right, well, a couple of you go and like help her do her hair, makeup, pick out some clothes. Like, and so they come rolling into the house and I'm at work and they're like, surprise, you're going on a date night. I'm here to babysit. I'm here to do your nails. I'm here to do your makeup and your hair. Da, da, da. She, that was the worst date she's ever <laughs> been on for her. The horror. She hated it. And I'm like, we're just, like, we didn't even leave St. Joe. Like we, we took a walk down by the river, went and got some listen, pizza. When tells you to be spontaneous. Don't be don't, spontaneous. Don't be spontaneous. Play Women. It out, yes. Talk it over. Oh, she, she honestly, it like triggered uh, some anxiety so much. She's like, I can't even eat. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm like, you are a mess. You are a mess. How mad is she going to be if I bring this up to her? <laughs> well, I've already brought it on the podcast. So I think I'm going to get okay, it worse Ashley, than anybody else. Oh, she was so she was door. so mad. <laughs> not mad. It was just like, but that's just not yeah, her yeah. cup of tea. And it's like, so in the same breath, like just sit in the tension, but trust what God sees in us uh, is is greater and is more real than what we see in ourselves. Yeah. And and so as we're studying through, let it be Revelation, let it be Matthew, let it be Genesis next year, whatever it's going to be, sit in the tension, just keep trusting the Lord, be, be okay where we don't know, yeah. but then we have to be, we need to be obedient and faithful in the things that we do know. And we can't let what we don't know affect what we do know. Yeah. And God's revealed himself. Like if we know John three sixteen, we know enough. If we know the Great Commission, we know enough. And and I think that's a key thing of Revelation as well. It's like, don't let this crazy study of this book change. We're still under the same command. Mm-hmm. As you are going, make disciples, baptize and teach, and remember that he's with us. Yeah. Love the Lord your God, all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbors yourself. Let's go. None of that has changed. There's, it, it doesn't matter which, if you're pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, if you're all-mill, pre-mill, post-mill, you know, that doesn't matter. That doesn't change the call, the command that we're under. Yeah. So, send the tension, baby. That's good. All right. We got a big announcement. Oh, yeah. What is this about? I totally forgot. What is it? I don't even know. So, uh, we, yes, you do know, because I kind of talked about it. Sometimes I just don't even know that it's the big announcement. We're going to kind of change the format of the breakdown a little bit. Uh oh. So, uh, the last probably two or three weeks, I've had people come up to me 
uh, after you've preached going, oh, I wish you would have like taken that a step further. Like you started to talk mm -hmm. about it, but I wish you'd gone a little further. Or I really wish that you would have addressed that. Like I know Nick couldn't have on a Sunday morning, but I wish that you would have asked him. And that's always been the tension that I felt is like, I don't ever want it to be the drawn show where it's only my question of the things I'm thinking of. It like, is. And I know the Welcome to the drawn show. Exactly, also know known as the breakdown. to work in and yeah. that. Um, but then it kind of got me thinking like, okay, how do we make the breakdown even better than it mm. already is? And so what we're going to do is we're actually going to kind of uh, open some like Q&A things. Ah, this is a... In your, your okay. questions. And then we're going to pick, like we'll still do our normal thing, uh, but then we're going to have like one, two questions that we answer, mm -hmm. you know, every week, just because one, it keeps people engaged. And two... Um, the way that God created me and the way my brain works and thinks <laughs> is very different than, yeah. uh, you know, than other people. No, this is good. You know, and so, and as we do that long enough, you know, hopefully we'll get, um, this is like the theological version of that MTV show. Like I used to run home after school, like the, when we used to have cable yeah. and Carson Daly had the total request <gasps> yes, live. Total so, so you would call in and you'd request it. Like, so it's almost the same thing. Like text in, request them. <laughs> Sorry, that's a whole when they actually played music yeah, on MTV. Music, so. Oh, there it is. So here's how you do this. Yeah, what we'll do you do? Yeah, very clear. help we'll me. put it in the, the show notes in the description. So if you have your phone right now, if you're listening, keep listening. But pull your phone out. Uh, start a new text. The number that you're going to text, if you're familiar with Calvary, uh, yeah. this is the number that we, that we use. Hit, hit me with it. It's 573-679-3769. Uh -huh. Okay. And then the number that you're going to, and if you have texted that number before for church things, yep. you, you will have other messages, but you're just going to text without a, a space, the breakdown. So all Lower, word. Lowercase? Uh, yeah. It is. The breakdown. And make sure there's no, no space. space. Yeah. Okay. Because mine, mine try to create a space in it. So like that. Yep. Okay. Like that. The breakdown and to send it. Yep. So I'm sending the breakdown, no space, all lowercase. Oh, and I already got a response. Thanks for being a part of the breakdown community. Text your questions for that week's message, and we will answer some of them on the podcast. So all you have to do now is just reply with your question. Okay. So like, and this is, maybe you're sitting in church, you say something, you know, come Sunday, and you're like, oh man, I wonder what he means by that. You just pull out your phone. Nice. Send a text in like, hey, Pastor Nick said in the sermon on Sunday, or hey, can you, like whatever it is, um, and don't be upset if we don't pick your question. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. It, but hopefully over the time, like I'm going to try to be as diligent as yeah. possible to watch the numbers that they come you know, yeah. come from um, and not pick the same ones over and over, but just trying to get. Um, yeah, because between like in person and online, yeah, we would roughly say... On a Sunday morning? Yeah, on a Sunday morning. Uh, Almost a... a uh, yeah, if we take even like on-demand views like yeah. from a Sunday to a Sunday, we're probably pushing... Yeah, yeah, eight. 800. 800 people are watching, yeah. Like 800 weekly. Yeah. The amount of people that will watch. And, and Some even, of those are doubles, like... Yeah. Just like your wife, like, hey, I was in service, but I need to go back. Like, I yeah. would be one of those people, like... Even if 10% said, all right, I'm going to text in a question, that's 80 questions. That's a lot of extra work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then to. probably half of them are going to be like, hey, where do you buy his shoes? What's his favorite color? What kind of hair ointment does he use? He doesn't. He doesn't, no. So, like... But, yeah, so... And... To like we we did an apologetics class mm -hmm. today and we opened up for a Q and A and I said hey well, what questions do you have that pertains to this yep. this isn't just like an ask Nick yeah. any question but like as we're walking like you were yep. saying what I say in the sermon what what about this part of Revelation hey you didn't mention much on this verse but I have a question about that's it how that's going to pick the questions yeah like they're going to be you know so Sunday we're going to go Revelation eight that's mm -hmm. that's what they're going to be pertained to you know. Um, and so, so like that's, it. we're going to, we're going to kind of, it's not really going to change the format per se. Like the, the podcast isn't mm -hmm. massively changing, but it is going to bring a whole new element. I think. Oh yeah. In, um, and whether you've listened to every season and every episode or today or next week or two weeks from now is your first, you know, yeah. your first episode. Like, I think it'll be a fun shift in how we're doing it. So, so blow it up. Like that honestly is one of my like wheelhouses that I do love yeah. is a good Q and A. Yep. And I actually call it a Q and R. Right. Q&A question. question and response. Yeah. Cause I don't have all the answers. 
I don't. But you got lots of responses. I, I could, but I can respond to anything. I can respond to anything. And so just, and I like that too, just because like at the end of, I, I'm nobody special. We as pastors aren't. We're just normal dudes following Jesus. You know, do I have a little bit of ed- education? Sure. But that doesn't replace, you know, any need of faith that I have in the Lord. And as I'm reading the word and what I loved, one of my professors said, like, I only want to take what I have learned and just be able to share it and pass it along, you know? And so that it's the same way. So if there's, if there's anything that I've learned in my time of school and study and being an administrator, I just want to take it, just want to share it. And, and hopefully it would challenge, encourage and grow you in your faith. And so that was, even as a student pastor, that was some of our favorite, like, Hey, don't have a lesson tonight. Q and R. You know, and sometimes we would open it up. It didn't have to pertain to this, which, you know, maybe there could be a future breakdown for, you know, all the other questions that we weren't going to answer because of revelation. Um, But no, this is, I I like that aspect of it. So I think this is good. So blow, blow up the text. Blow up the text time. We'll put it in the. Make uh, Jerron do some work for the first time in a long time. No, it's easy. Uh, We'll put it in the show notes so you can share it or just if you're a visual person and, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. get that put put in. Do you Um, want people to like, like, hey, this is Nick. Here's my question. Or keep it anonymous. Sure, if you want to. If you want to put, you know, yeah. it'd be helpful. It's it'd, not required. It'd be kind of cool. Like, if you're okay with it, let us know who you are and where you're listening from. So, yeah. like, hey, this is Nick Osage. Or, you know, especially like, oh, this is Bobby, and I'm up in Michigan. You know, it, that'd it be kind of cool. because a lot of times we only hear from our people that are here on campus, mm-hmm. you know, because they say, hey, I listened to the breakdown yeah. this week. But I, I'm having friends either via phone calls or text messages be like, Hey, like I had somebody right as we started to record that they messaged me too. Yeah. They sent a screenshot of the breakdown graphic. This is really good. Enjoying this. Like, and so that's for us, it's, it's a, it's a time, you know, there's, there's a lot of time just sitting down for an hour or so and recording plus then editing and posting like, and it's fun to do, but those are things, not that we're looking for it, but it validates, you know, the time put into it. Like, Hey, this is, if it's effective, beneficial, yeah, official learning and growing and diving into their faith in new ways. And so, but next week, uh, next Sunday, next Sunday into revelation eight, chapter eight. And then uh, on Tuesday, we'll uh, we'll do the very first new formatted kind of episode of the breakdown. Breakdown with, with Q and R. Q and R. Not there Q&A, it is. Q and R. I like it. So we'll see you guys next week. Have a great week. Thank you.